You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. General Practitioner, Dr. Shankara Shetty. I tell you people, you know, I've been just sitting the other day and talking to a group of friends, and these were educators, and all of them told me, you know, Shaf, when are you bringing back Dr. Shankara Chetty? I said, you sure you'll, you'll want him back? I said, no, we, we definitely need him back because he's someone that, that we enjoy, and he's, uh, you know, he's a breath of fresh air, and he's giving hope to people in families uh, that, you know, are having uh, this tug of war. Whether I must vaccinate, I must not vaccinate. You'll find the wife, the daughters will vaccinate, the father won't vaccinate, the son may not vaccinate. And there is this tug of war. But uh, to get uh, more into, uh, into this issue, let's uh, welcome our doctor this evening and you. First, the listeners with the hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, doctor, even you, peace be on you, doc, and uh, good evening. Good evening, Shafat. Thanks for having me back. Uh, thanks, thanks to all the viewers for sharing their time with us. Yeah, they are absolutely uh, happy with uh, you and, you know, really enjoy you on the platform of Malka Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Your podcast is one of the most popular ones and uh, being embraced and celebrated by all. You know, Doc, we look at uh, nearly two years into this uh, pandemic, into this lockdown. Many people have, uh, you know, left this world. Many people, you know, some are saying, oh, this is so, uh, you know, it's a tragedy because people were taken out of the equation, you know, female or mongering factors we are put into jail literally each one of us we're put into prison with the lockdown and so forth and then uh, you know they said don't worry you wear your mask social distancing you'll be okay and you know everything will be smooth sailing very soon you know, the lockdown will be over and you'll be back to normal but as we notice uh, that they're coming with more variants uh, they're getting uh, more stringent uh, they now they, you know they this they say you have your constitutional right in the country you don't have to worry you if you want to vaccinate you can uh, it's, it's your choice if you don't vaccinate it's also your choice but subtly we notice that uh, you know the employers are putting uh, uh, yeah, pressure on the employees we notice uh, that uh, the banking system will not allow us access if we're not vaccinated we notice that they're loading us uh, you know spectators to the soccer fields or uh, to to matches by saying oh free vaccination uh, you know if you're vaccinated you get free tickets and so forth dr shankara chetty Tell us what is happening in this world. Is there a biological warfare being waged on uh, mankind? And are we, you know, in uh, such a situation where perhaps uh, many are saying we are, uh, you know, those that are enlightened will be fighting forces of evil. Give us your thoughts on that, uh, Dr. Shankara Chetty. Uh, Shabbat, it is absolutely illogical. Uh, people uh, are, being, are being duped. Uh, we were given a, uh, a, a, an invisible enemy. Uh, the coronavirus uh, doesn't kill more people than the flu does every year. We have other causes that take more lives, which we've never really addressed. So they made us afraid of something uh, simply because it caused death uh, very indiscriminately. So it touched uh, the hearts of uh, our loved ones. And so the fear that they struck in our hearts was meant to be that way. Uh, the lockdowns and the isolation was meant to deprive us the human interaction we need so that we couldn't discuss what was going on with the people we trust around us. Uh, that was what it was meant to do. It was always also meant to deprive us life-saving early treatment. 
So we were all stuck at home, uh, all in silence, in loneliness, uh, without the ability to discuss our feelings with the people we trust around us. Uh, as well, the, the uh, mandates of certain protocols in the hospitals, the PCR testing, all these were meant to ramp up numbers. Uh, remdesivir was known to kill people, even with its treatment in Ebola, yet it was forced in hospitals. Uh, ventilation has saved no one's lives, but we're still ventilating people. Uh, these kind of things ensured the mortality. Uh, all to sow fear and hopelessness in our hearts, uh, to shut out our faith. So you would blindly believe in a man-made vaccine that would masquerade as our savior. Uh, unfortunately, the prophets of this new religion uh, seek only to curtail our individual freedoms and right to self-determination and divide humanity at a time when the pain and suffering we all have endured should unite us in brotherhood and prayer. That's not what a God does. Now all these people blindly are holding on to this vaccine because they think it's going to save them. But we've seen from uh, countries around the world that uh, they want to give booster shots now because the second dose hasn't been working. It's not doing what it promised to do. Uh, so at some point, people will realize that they have given away their freedoms. And uh, those of us that have stood firm and withstood uh, the trauma and turmoil that we're going to be put through by the vaccinated people will be the ones that will actually bring us some hope in the future. Uh, vaccinated people will have to look up to us and realize that they've made a mistake. It's going to be too blatant and too obvious to not uh, acknowledge. So we are coming to one of the darkest uh, hours of humanity where man's ego is going to destroy civilization and all for profit. Uh, this has been planned a long time ago. So it's nothing new. <clears throat> if you look at the if you look at the narratives around us, uh, people want to call us names, anti-vaxxers. Uh, when the start of this pandemic came along, I risked my life for my patient's uh, health. Uh, other doctors didn't. Uh, they closed down. The World Health Organization uh, spread fear. But there were a few doctors that put their lives on the line for their patients. Today, because I refuse to take a vaccine that might injure me or my patients, uh, I'm called selfish. I think that uh, people that call me selfish are a bit oblivious to the world around them. And they're seeking false protection from a vaccine that uh, is masquerading as, uh, as their savior. And uh, their, their eyes will open. This is God testing us. He wants to see what we'll endure. Uh, the uh, vaccine punters, uh, Fauci and his clan, are the snake and the uh, vaccines, the apple in this Garden of Eden. And so they are tempting us to see whether we'll sell our souls for a false protection. And a lot of people have done that. Uh, you can see the aggression amongst vaccinated people towards those that are unvaccinated. Uh, doctors are saying that they won't treat uh, unvaccinated people. Uh, they're talking about compassion fatigue in the hospitals because they've seen too much death. I find all that very strange. Uh, doctors should be the last people to judge. 
it's like me having someone come to me with a heart attack and I say, no, sorry, I'm not going to help you because you eat too much and you're too fat. That's not my judgment. That's in God's hands. I'm here to do God's work as a doctor. And that judgment should never be in my hands. And uh, the day I start to do that is the day I lose uh, God. Uh, he, won't, he won't hold my hand through this. Uh, doctors talk of compassion fatigue. Uh, they donned their PPE. They refused to listen to GPs that tried to influence them, their treatment of their patients. They refused to talk to families and give them updates on their loved ones who they could not see deteriorating in hospital. They used medications like remdesivir that were not approved initially and were known to cause kidney failure and um, other organ damage. And they blindly continued to use it. They still ventilate patients. So I find all that very dispassionate of doctors. I've seen it myself. I've had family members go through that. And now suddenly those dispassionate doctors complain of compassion fatigue. I find that uh, very, very uh, uh, dishonest. Uh, are they tired of all the death that they, that, and the blood that might be on their hands? There's always a time to reflect and realize. Uh, there are people who take this vaccine for the wrong reasons and will realize it. And I think those that realize it, uh, they will have, uh, they will be saved. Uh, those that uh, do the work of this devil and force people into vaccinations, mandated, withhold freedoms from all of us, they're doing the work of the devil and they'll pay for it. Uh, we will have to endure suffering. But uh, in all, God teaches us. So I think the suffering will be uh, well worth uh, its weight. So for those out there, I think uh, they must choose carefully the savior they wish to follow. And they must understand that no matter what the suffering that comes, uh, it will be worth it. Uh, this is an ungodly thing that's happening. And uh, we need to see it as such. Doctor, you know, let's get into the nitty gritty of the whole issue. Well, you know, we know, I mean, uh, you know, the board, uh, the, our, our, our body is a miracle. Uh, God in himself is, you know, a perfect, uh, God is perfection. So he's created us perfectly. And, uh, you know, we've been through this, uh, that the immune system is there, the body can take care of itself, and someone is uh, changing the shape and the form of creation, which is perfect. You know, man-made wars and so forth, and all these uh, pharmaceuticals uh, trying to do things uh, that is unnatural to the body. Now that person... You know, you warning them, many like yourselves, you know, have taken it upon you to conscientize the entire mankind. But those stubborn, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage is, 50-50, but those stubborn people not listening. Tell them now, Doc, as soon as they take that vaccination, they take those boosters, what will happen to the entire immune system? How would they be manipulated by, uh, you know, perhaps uh, the technology G5? Uh, will they become zombies and so forth? I want you to get into that, Doc, and give them or give us a scenario. What will happen to us if we fall hook, line and sinker to this uh, devilish, uh, you know, thing that's being uh, propagated amongst us, Doc? Uh <clears throat> I think we need to look to logic when we discuss all these kind of things. Uh, in every debate that we've had so far, 
I'd like people to take a very close look at the two sides of this. And you'll find there are two distinct sides. One side is based on ideology and modeling, lockdowns, masking, all those kind of things. Uh, whereas the other side is based on observations and data. And uh, those are the people that have treated patients, been on the front lines, look at everything very pragmatically. And those are the people that from the start tried to influence and save lives and saw the narrative as being very divisive. Uh, so uh, in everything that people do, the first thing to look at is, is this an ideology that I'm following? Or is it a true science observations data? Is it the truth? Or is it someone's belief? Because those are false beliefs that we follow. Uh, as far as the vaccine goes, we know quite clearly that it doesn't serve the purpose of a vaccine. Uh, people must realize that just before this pandemic started, two things happened. The World Health Organization changed the definition of a pandemic to suit what was to come. And they changed the definition of a vaccine to suit what was to come. A vaccine was always something that stimulated immunity. They added to it uh, to say immunity and or protect. The vaccine was never meant to offer you protection. It was meant to confer immunity. So I guess the next time I eat a popo, I might have taken a vaccine unwittingly because it offers me protection too. So I think people need to be aware that a lot that has happened out there was very coercive. Now, all these little things were meant to open our eyes to the truth about what's going on around us. And there's some of us out of fear will refuse to see, uh, will hold on to this vaccine out of faith, blind faith, and they hope that it will protect us. Now, from the investigations into the vaccine, we know that this is new technology. We know that the mRNA vaccines are very new. We're not sure whether it might alter our DNA. Uh, whether it does get incorporated via reverse transcription into our genetic sequencing. Uh, that might change who we are as humanity. Uh, so we've got to be very careful there. We know that there's chemicals in these vaccines like graphene oxide. Uh, graphene oxide is a very well-known chemical that uh, if you look at the uh, technology advances that were made, uh, graphene oxide was the chemical used uh, to uh, look at 5G technology and electromagnetic waves and how they influence the body. So uh, we're not sure quite clearly about how this technology has advanced and how it will all come together. Uh, humanity over the last decade has really advanced as far as technology goes. So data and data sharing and all that kind of thing have become the new economy. Uh, those are the things that drive this planet now. So there are people at the forefront of all this, a cabal in this world, that have their motives. Uh, and they, they know how to control humanity. They've been planning this for a very long time. Uh, they've been investing, like the Bill Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And if you look at almost everyone that is propagating this vaccine, they all have ties with their foundation. And so that is something that people need to closely look at. There's a conflict of interest there. 
Uh, so we never sure of how far this will go. Uh, but there's a bigger picture. Uh, the coronavirus is God doing his work. And when we get a COVID infection, uh, we granted uh, natural immunity after that infection. Our bodies respond to a virus and we become immune. On the flip side of that is man's ego trying to push this vaccine onto people. And of course, uh, the immunity from a vaccine is natural also. It is just stimulated by a vaccine. One is stimulated by a virus. So the way I see this, one is uh, God, and uh, we respond to him, and he gives us this immunity. The virus is man, and it seems that man is disregarding God's work, because so far we have not been cognizant of natural immunity. And natural immunity has been shown to be almost 10 times better than vaccine-conferred immunity. And we disregard that. Uh, we're granting people passports, uh, passports where we don't test whether they've had an immune response to the vaccine. We grant it to them just on the fact that they've taken a vaccine. Now, these people that are taking the vaccine need to be very careful. Uh, in Israel, we've seen that after two doses, the vaccine wanes. And so they gave a third dose and now a fourth dose. Uh, Vaccination is not like medication. More is not necessarily better. So one or two doses triggers your immunity. You overdo that and you'll suppress your immunity. So I expect with the fourth dose, it will undo all the work the first two doses did. And we'll see more cases. And we're actually starting to notice that in Israel. So we have no clue what the devil's agenda is. But we know it's a devilish agenda. We can see from the manipulation and the rest that this is not meant to heal humanity. At this time when all of us have lost loved ones, at this time when, the, when humanity faces all this pain and suffering, what kind of a savior would seek to divide us when we should be coming together? It's like going to someone's funeral and having looking at the mourners and finding someone to blame rather than heal the people there you choose to incite anger in their hearts and divide them and that's where we are as humanity uh, we as unvaccinated people we are not anti-vax we'd like to, they like to call us names because there's no other justification for them following this false uh, god uh, they'd like to call us names but we the unvaccinated have to differently. We can't have the same hatred to vaccinated people. We have to do God's work and make sure we treat everyone equally. No matter the prejudice that's going to come, we can't do the same. So yes, there is a lot of evil out there. There's a lot of control that wants to come from this. And humanity blindly is following that. They put us in jail. They made us fearful and said the safest place for us will be in jail. And we believed it. Now we're all in jail. And the only way to come out is to take a vaccine. We were coerced into this. And so humanity needs to look at this. As long as they keep us constantly concerned with our basic needs, we'll never realize the freedom that we've lost. 
And so I think the vaccinated people that punt the vaccine, that are aggressive towards other people that choose not to take it, their, their feelings, their trust uh, is wholly misplaced. And at some point, they will have to realize that. I hope at that point when they realize it, that they are, that they are God-fearing enough to admit a mistake and to correct. Uh, sometimes humanity doesn't like to be told that it's made a mistake. And so our egos will prevent us from learning from those mistakes. This is the most divisive thing that humanity has ever faced. And it is absolutely nonsensical. It's going to divide families. It's going to divide, divide populations. And uh, there is no way back from that until humanity accepts that a mistake has been made and we choose to start seeing God in everyone around us, irrespective of their vaccination status. Mm, you know, Doc, uh, as you were talking, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the article that I read, it said, uh, as a disease and death uh, reigned around them, some Americans uh, declared that they would never get vaccinated and raged at government's effort to compel them. Anti-vaccination groups spread propaganda about terrible side effects and corrupt doctors. Uh, state, uh, state officials tried to ban mandates and people made fake uh, vaccination certificates uh, to evade inoculation rules, etc. and so forth. Now, here you get, uh, you know, uh, you need to get uh, your work done. Uh, some of them are, you know, dependent or addicted to their work. They know, they believe, uh, if, if I don't have my work, then I'm worthless as a human being. Okay? Faking uh, the, uh, you know, certificates or faking the vaccination uh, card. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Dr. Will people, you know, will be forced to do that. But, uh, you know, how would you empathize, sympathize with them? Uh, look, it's out of desperation, uh, Shabbat. Uh, sometimes uh, these things become necessary. We have to feed our families. We have to find a way. But of course, we don't want to sell our souls to the devil in doing that. Uh, so yes, we're going to have that. There's going to be faking of all this. But uh, some of us need to stand up and be counted. Uh, those of us with courage enough will have to take the pain. will have to stand firm. And it will be for humanity. It will be for those that made the right choices and for those that made the wrong choices. It's for humanity. It's not for one individual. Uh, an example, my son has gotten a scholarship for next year. He's going to high school. And he was invited to write the scholarship exams. Uh, he's, a, he's a bright boy. And uh, he got a full academic scholarship to a private uh, college, one of the Kuros group. Uh, I contacted the principal. I'm well aware that uh, the Kuros group of schools has ties with uh, Discovery, uh, uh, Discovery Health and with uh, Sanlam, uh, Santam, the, the, the insurer. And I've seen that Discovery and Santam are looking to mandate the vaccine for their employers, employees, and uh, they are truly punting the vaccine. These are foreign and international companies bringing their foreign policies to our shores. So I contacted the principal to find out what his vaccination policy for the following year is going to be. And he couldn't give me a definitive answer. So I didn't want to incur any financial costs when he changes his mind about vaccinations. 
and I have to withdraw my son from his school. So I served him a letter to say that I will be withdrawing my son from his school uh, for, the ne- uh, for the next year, his application. I'd rather have my son at home being homeschooled and safe. It might cost him an education in a good institution. It might cost him future into good universities and the rest. But I got to take that plunge. Uh, if they mandate this for healthcare workers, uh, I will not be taking the vaccine. And if the mandate precludes me from doing my work as a doctor, then I guess so be it. I'm sure that uh, God has a plan for me and he'll direct me. So there are those of us who will have to stand up and do this, but we'll have to do it for humanity. Uh, it happened during apartheid. A lot of people went through a lot of strife uh, for the freedom of everyone. A lot of people that benefited from that strife did not uh, invest at all in what was to come. So we'll have the same here too. Uh, there are those that will do what they need to do for the reasons that they have, and they'll find ways to justify it. But I think very importantly, those that have lost their faith and invested in this false narrative that we see, uh, they are lost. And uh, retribution will come. For those who've made mistakes and did it for the wrong reasons, but still maintain their faith in God, I'm sure they will be saved. So this is not for us to judge. I think uh, patients keep asking me how this will pan out. And I think the bottom line is those that maintain their faith are safe. Those that put their faith in uh, this falsehood and ostracize people around them, judge people around them, uh, they they are going to face retribution. And when that day comes, I hope that they uh, are accountable for their actions. Well said there, Doc. And, uh, you know, really, I'm intrigued uh, this evening. Uh, the more you speak to us, the more, you know, more respect we have for you, sir. And yeah, you're doing a brilliant uh, job. Alhamdulillah, with our very own uh, Dr. Shankara Chetty, who is a natural science biologist, a biologist and a general practitioner. Well, what doctor is telling us, we've got a battle on our hands, people, the vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers, and those that know the truth, those that do not know the truth. The doctor is very tolerant indeed, and he says, you know what, uh, we should try and uh, sympathize with these people. You have a lack in understanding. But, the, you know, a very telling point the doctor makes is, you know what, those that are going against a divine decree, well, when divine decree declares war on them, there's no hope for them. But, uh, Doctor, we, 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 you know, I was looking at some of your pages, uh, you know, that you had written uh, against uh, uh, this, this vaccination and so forth. Uh, are you aware that they have uh, removed most of your writings, uh, Doc? Look, they can, uh, they can keep doing that. I've been banned a few times. Uh, I've had uh, comments removed. But uh, they choose to try and silence us. Uh, sometimes uh, when when you are popular, when people respect your views, then even bad publicity can be good publicity. So I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind the judgment of those around me. I only fear the judgment of God. So as long as I'm doing the right thing, uh, as long as my intention is clear, Shafat, from the start, I have put my life on the line for my patients. Uh, 
when there was no vaccinations, when there was no treatment, uh, there were doctors like myself who were out there chancing our lives for the benefit of our patients, solely for the benefit of our patients. And today, some of those very same patients look at us refusing to take vaccines and call us selfish, uh, call us inconsiderate. Uh, but I can't understand why they would do that. Have they forgotten what we've done for them? So, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind at all to be ostracized. Uh, my aim is not to be viewed in a favorable light or judged by those around. My, my, my aim is to be judged favorably by my maker and to make sure in my heart I know I did the right thing, irrespective of the harm it brings to me or my family or the people around me. I have to do the right thing irrespective. And right now, when I see something that's wrong, I have to speak out against it. And if people try and censor me, well, so be it. It says more about them than it does about me. And uh, there's a saying, there are three things that you could never hide for too long. The sun, the moon, and the truth. And the truth will come out. So it might not be me, but it will be someone. But as long as I keep speaking it, there will be those around me that will hear it. Uh, you can shout as loud as you want. There are some that will refuse to hear. So banning me is not going to stop uh, this uh, effect that we want to have. It won't stop God shining his light on everything. So I'm just mm. a spokesman. I'm just a messenger. Uh, you can't, you, you, you want to shoot the messenger, it doesn't take away the message. The message will always be there. So whoever wants to do what they want to do, so be it. But uh, it speaks a lot about intention. Doctor, you know, you, you really fascinate me. The sun, the moon, and the truth. You know, it shows how deeply you think and how philosophical you are. And speaking the truth, I mean, these are signs of God. Uh, you know, the sun rises in the east and set in, uh, sets in the west. Uh, no one can make the sun uh, set in the west and rise, uh, you know, in the, the other or the opposite direction because they are the divine process at work. Tell us more about yourself, uh, Doc, as a, as a young man, you know, where you were schooled, where you grew up, because it's fascinating that uh, you are, you know, a man of uh, such a strong resolve. And, uh, you know, uh, you, 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 you actually embrace truth to such a level. And, uh, you know, I want to know, how's the family taking all this pressure, you know, around them? And, you know, uh, behind every successful man, there is, a, there, is, uh, there is his wife. I want you to bring yeah. that dimension in, Doc. Talk, talk uh, to us about yeah. that. I've, I've had a very stormy upbringing. Uh, I grew up on a farm in Edendale. My dad, uh, my, my grandfather bought a bus. Uh, he, he came from India and bought a piece of land. And he was the first, my great-grandfather was the first man to grow rice in this country, uh, paddy fields. And with the money he made, he bought a bus. Uh, my, my father and his brothers grew that into one of the largest bus companies in South Africa, Chetty's Moro Transport. Uh, so I grew up in that environment with nature, but also with a spanner in one end and some grease in the other. Uh, we had a huge company with a lot of people working for us. But my family was always very instrumental in doing humanitarian work in the community. And my father was always one to give. Uh, up to this very day when he visits me, the first question is, are you giving? Uh, so I've been brought up in that way. Uh, 
I, I, we also were a very religious family. I'm not a very religious person, but I understood the spirituality around religion. And uh, I always endeavored to find God. It's something that was just in my heart from a young man. Uh, I was a very mischievous young man, so I'm still very well known for that. Uh, but I think uh, intellect and uh, uh, that kind of passion for knowledge uh, sometimes brings out the mischievous side in people. So I was always full of pranks and laughter. And up to this day, I still am very childish in my behavior and outlook. I think to remain young, you must never forget the child in your heart. So I've got 30-year-olds that are old, and I've got 90-year-olds that are young, uh, with the, that haven't forgotten how to be childish, meaning uh, forgiving, uh, non-judgmental. Uh, that's what a child should be, full of uh, pleasure and passion. And uh, that's that was my upbringing. But also, uh, I went through a lot of hardship. I'm the only son in my family, and people would think being the only son, I would be protected. But my dad grew up a hard life, and so he, he endured to give me the same. He made sure that I went out into the world, and I was never given the comforts that uh, other children were. I had to fend for myself. So I endured all the hardships that uh, that the world could throw at me. And I went through a tough time trying to understand all this. But I, I allowed it to grow me. I didn't allow it to keep me down. I realized a long time ago that the hardships made me a stronger person. Uh, I realized at some point that uh, looking at my past and the life that I lived, we all live with regrets. Uh, we all live with... Uh, uh, things from our past that we wish we'd done differently. And that brought a lot of uh, depression to my life. And one day I stopped to look at it and I asked myself, uh, have you learned from the hardships and the mistakes you've made? And the answer to that was an emphatic yes. So I looked at all the lessons the hardships of the past uh, had taught me. And once I realized that they were lessons, I had no regrets. Yes, I would never do that again. But if I could change it, I wouldn't. It made me who I am. So I've learned to live with my past and understand why this journey was the way it is. Each one of us are on this journey. And I think that realization made me understand my destiny, made me understand a purpose. And so I know that tomorrow is beyond me and only today is in my path. And so I live my life that way. I attempt to see God in everything around me. Uh, a flower, my dog wagging his tail, the person sitting across the table from me all have God in them. And our eyes see black and white and fat and thin and uh, very judgmental of the world around us. But we don't see the God around us. And I think the only way to see him is to constantly acknowledge his presence. And that's what I do. Uh, I constantly acknowledge his presence. My son asked me one day, I, I keep teaching him, that there's only four things you're in control, in control of in your life. What you say, what you do, what you think, and what you feel. Everything else is beyond your control. And what you say, do, think, and feel, control it and make sure it's kind and useful. Otherwise, don't do it. And I've spent my life doing that. It's part of our uh, religious scriptures to control those things. And one day, my son came to me and he said, you know, Dad, you say... Uh, when something is uh, not kind or useful, don't do it. But sometimes when I'm angry, I find it very difficult to curb that anger. Uh, when I'm angry with someone, I know it's bad. I know it's wrong. 
but I can't stop the anger in my heart. And I said, then God will teach you how to do that. And I said, he wants to know how, how, how come? And I said, all you've got to do is look at the person you're angry with and remind yourself that that is God too. And you can't be angry anymore. And so that's how I live my life. I don't shoot the messengers in my life. I understand the messages that they bring to me. And so I have to be very humble in my outlook. I've been granted the understanding. I've been granted the knowledge to be a doctor, but I take nothing for granted. I know that my patients make me who I am. And so I understand without them, I'm nothing. So they are more important than me. Every person around me is more important than me because they are made in the image of my maker. And to be in the service of my maker means to be in the service of every living thing around me, including my dog. So I, I think that's, that's, that's my outlook of life. And I bring it into everything I do. My family has supported me, Shabbat, through this entire journey. Uh, I have uh, my extended family. I come from a huge extended family. And each one of them have made their choices according to the whether to vaccinate or not. Uh, I have to live with and understand the reasons behind those choices. Uh, I cannot judge them for those choices, but uh, they have to live with the decisions they've made. Uh, if this injures them, I will be there to assist them. Uh, but uh, they have to understand the choices they've made and the reason they've made those choices and the hardship it brings to their lives. And I hope that uh, the decisions they've made and the journey they're on, uh, they understand why they've done the things they've done and made the choices they have and find the meaning to their lives, like I have strived to do in mine. So I think uh, each one to his own, uh, each one of us are unique on our own journey. And looking around us ain't going to bring us anything. We've got to look inside us and understand why we face the things we face. Uh, judging the people around us is uh, of absolutely no importance. No two people see the world in the same way. Two people have a fight, 10 people watch it. You'll get 10 different stories if you ask those 10 people what they saw. So our eyes will see what it wants to see. Our ears will hear what it wants to hear. And we don't know how other people see the world. We only know how we see the world. So you will never know why they love you. You will never know why they hate you. But it's none of your business. Whether you find it to love or hate yourself is your business. And that's what will figure your journey through this life. So I think we worry too much about the world around us. It's beyond our control. We need to worry about what's in front of us and do what we can today. But do it in the service of our maker and we will always be doing the right thing. Unfortunately, people don't see that. They've been clouded by money and power and all the things in this world that distract us, cloud us, tempt us. Yes, there's nothing wrong with having money and power and the rest, but it should never change your perspective that you are always in service of a greater force. And I think that's what's brought me to this point. And that's the reason I'll be willing to stake my life for humanity. Uh, it's something I will do very gladly because my life must have meaning. And if my maker asks me to do something, I need to have the faith in him. Someone asked me one day, aren't you scared of dying that you see COVID patients? And my answer was, uh, I'm, I'm doing God's work. And if he wishes for me to do his work, then he must do his.
and keep me safe. So as long as I have faith in him, I think I'll be safe. I tell you, Doctor, you know, so many things you said, uh, you know, uh, resonated so beautifully with me. Uh, number one, you know, he that knows his heart, he knows himself, and he that knows himself knows his Lord. And then you talk about individuals, you know, what a miracle this is. Every human being that's created and every creation of God uh, has a significance. And human beings are talking, you know, no, no two human beings have uh, the same, uh, you know, contours or the same fingerprints. No two human beings have the same uh, brain pattern. And you are absolutely correct when you say respect the other human being, ir irrespective of uh, what his faith is or what he's doing, because he is a masterpiece created by whom? by the creator himself. And then yeah. you even, you know, you, you talk about human beings. A wise man, he thinks, and then he talks. A fool talks, but never thinks. And, you know, yeah. you, you brought that so beautifully. Then you talk about anger. You know, I remember reading an anecdote which says, anger is a fire kindled. Uh, kindled. He that lets it loose is the first one consumed by it. So many other beautiful things that you said, you know, really resonates with what I've, uh, you know, I've read through my tapestry of life. And you are the type of individuals that can, you know, really motivate lots and lots of youngsters and lots of people. And you are blessed in that, uh, you know, God has given you uh, that deep insight into looking at things, uh, you know, uh, the right way. You know, respect begets respect. Now, Doc, moving on and getting to the reality of the situation, here we are. The, uh, you know, we're not going to take our vaccination. Uh, you, surely you've got a prototype or you've got a alternative plans. What are the alternative plans? What can those that will have, you know, barriers put on them or barricades and, you know, those that will be monitored and, you know, subtly uh, taken out of uh, the equation or the playing fields, what alternatives do they have? Doc, you have a wise mind. I'm all ears. Uh, I think that this will play out uh, whether we like it or not. Uh, the people that are punting this vaccine are destined to fail. Uh, you, we might be trying to keep our faith, but they are trying to take on God. And they will fail. So all we got to do is wait. Uh, we got to pray and make sure that we are not tempted to take the easy way out of this and get vaccinated for the wrong reasons. Uh, you can see in Israel, you can see in Gibraltar, that the vaccines are failing. Uh, these prophets are scrambling around, giving a third shot and a fourth shot. Now they are starting to acknowledge that maybe they've made a mistake and early treatment should be the option. Uh, the FDA has said that it does not uh, support booster shots, yet President Biden seeks to mandate it. So I can't understand how the vaccine is true to science. Uh, I want to see what's going to happen. Uh, when we get to the fifth wave and all of us with natural immunity that are unvaccinated are safe, are the people with the Four boosters going to blame the people with only two boosters for all their ill health. And they will eventually see the stupidity of their actions. And we don't need to do anything. All we need to do is sit tight and take care. Yes, we will be banned from certain places. 
uh, we'll have to form an alternate society, an alternate economy, uh, like I'm doing with my son. If the school refuses unvaccinated children to be in school, then we'll form a school for everyone without discrimination. Uh, so we are the teachers and other ancillary staff uh, from the local schools have come together to start an online schooling platform next year where I'm enrolling my son. Uh, I will teach him to be indiscriminate. Uh, it's vitally important for his future. And we'll find a way to survive. The restaurants that ban unvaccinated people, well, we'll form a, we will open a restaurant that's indiscriminate. Uh, if the government chooses to enforce these regulations, at some point, they will realize that it's economically not viable. At this point in time, I think only 12% of South Africans are vaccinated. So a business limiting itself to vaccinated people only is only going to have 12% of its clientele. And when it starts to pinch their pocket, then I think they're going to fight with government to not mandate it anymore. So it will self-correct. That is for sure. So uh, there's a lot of uh, hardship coming. But I think we, we, we will find a way. Humanity always finds a way. Good always triumphs. So, yes, uh, we, there, there, there will have to be ways to, to, to find, a, find a path forward for us. We will always be, all, almost be relegated to looking for countries or places that will offer us uh, uh, almost, uh, you, know, you know, like, like, like uh, political prisoners. They will offer us asylum. But those will be the countries or the places with good. They will be the, become the centers for God's work. Uh, unfortunately, uh, those places that uh, want to prejudice, want to divide, uh, they, will, uh, they will become bare, heartless. And they'll realize the wrong in their ways. This is a, the new apartheid. Uh, the, the people that govern this planet require us to be divided. We've overcome religious barriers. We've overcome racial barriers. It's taken a lot out of us. But now there's the new divide, vaccines. And these vaccines will divide amongst families. But there will be, there will be two sides. One side that has anger and frustration and blame. And there'll be the other side that maintains love and maintains peace and maintains uh, 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 not being prejudiced, embracing. And uh, we'll see who will triumph. Uh, this is something that humanity needs to go through. A lot of humanity has been built on the wrong foundations. Unfair, unjust, unequitable. Education, healthcare, governance. A lot of these things don't work. They are not cognizant of the broad diversity of nature, and they are maintained at the expense of nature. So God will break them. They meant to break. Education will break. Healthcare will break. Governance will break. Even families will break. Even you will break if you've built yourself on infirm ground and there are cracks in that foundation. But it will give us all the opportunity to build a new. But I hope we learn from our mistakes and build a new on a more equitable platform, being more cognizant of the diversity of God's creation. And then we'll truly prosper.
So this was meant to happen. This was meant to be. Uh, we can't deny that. But uh, people that use it for their own selfish gains, uh, they will be judged for that. And they will have to uh, be accountable for those choices. Uh, yes, uh, the devil will always be in our presence, but uh, we can't change that. He's meant to test us. And this is a test for all of humanity to see our resolve. We, to see which shepherd we choose to follow. Uh, it's very sad that uh, the illogic of what's happening around us is not clearly visible to all those around us. It's the fear. Uh, the fear around us is making a lot of people make bad judgments. But we, we, we must be cognizant of that, that some people uh, will not deal with the same situations in the same way. None of us are saints. We might be saviors to those around us, but none of us are saints. And so we all make mistakes. We all wish to be forgiven for those mistakes. So let's see where humanity goes. We'll yeah, have to doctor, take it one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And whilst you're talking, I also get these individuals uh, that go on social media, social platforms, and then, oh, I'm a, I've been vaccinated, and they show off, and they, you know, uh, they get applause all around. Uh, you know, what are they trying to, trying to prove? I mean, what type of psychology is that, uh, Doc? You know, that uh, that Shafat is uh, man's ego showing through. That's man's ego showing through. Uh, I think now when you, I think they, they almost act like the vaccine gives them blue blood. Suddenly a vaccinated person is superior to mm -hmm. an unvaccinated person. But this is God testing you. Man has always thought he's superior. You know, uh, I read a very humorous thing uh, today. Uh, this, this virus resides in a lot of animals around us. So we will never eliminate it from our world. There are always animals where reservoirs where it can reside and come back to infect humanity. But natural immunity will protect us from all that. Unfortunately, vaccinated uh, immunity doesn't. Now, these vaccinators are looking at how to vaccinate all the animals. And I laughed and I saw because they, they said for lions, if the lion is compliant, uh, they'll give it a piece of meat. And so they're looking to vaccinate all the lions. But the problems they have <laughs> is that the monkeys and primates are a bit more difficult to catch and vaccinate. So they're looking at maybe we should give it a sweet piece of fruit or something like that so we can entice them into getting vaccinated. And I, I laughed and I thought that's exactly what you're doing with human beings. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you're giving them a sweet piece of fruit, trying to coerce them into vaccinations. But this, is, uh, this shows man's arrogance, that he thinks that he can undo what God has done, and he refuses to see the bigger plan, the bigger picture to it, you know? So, yeah, people people will show off on social media. People people think that the vaccine makes them better. Unfortunately, when they realize it doesn't, uh, the shame of their choices will have to be acknowledged. You know, I saw an article, and, you know, people shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, there was an article from the government, uh, Department of Health, where they looked at vaccinated and unvaccinated in hospitals. Now, they've been spreading this narrative that the hospitals are full of unvaccinated people. 
But if you look at the statistics, uh, 83% of people in hospital right now are unvaccinated. Uh, 17% are vaccinated. So they're trying to say, look at it, 83% of people in hospital are unvaccinated. Why aren't they vaccinating? But they miss the, uh, the full picture. If you look at South Africa, only 12% of our population is actually vaccinated. So less than 12% should be in hospital, but there's 17% in hospital. So I don't understand how they feel that uh, unvaccinated people are filling the hospital. It looks more like vaccinated people are filling the hospital because you vaccinated 12%, but 17% of hospitalizations mm -hmm. are amongst vaccinated. So people manipulate things for their own benefit. And all that comes down to man's ego, man's arrogance, man's lack of uh, courtesy to his fellow uh, fellow human beings, to his uh, to to his fellow species. Uh, he doesn't see that. And these small-minded, blinded people will always be out there. They will try and influence those around us. Like I said, these are the snakes encouraging us to take a bite of the sample. Uh, hopefully, uh, we have the resolve. Grant, God grant us the strength to uh, not to be coerced into this. Mm. Uh, you know, they, 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 these are they, they'll always be that. Over the ages, we've been coerced by a lot of things: money, fame, power. Uh, people made this fashionable. Yeah, it's laughable that uh, it's fashionable. You know, uh, a lot of people have died from this vaccine. Patients come to me and ask, "Should I take the second shot?" And I'll tell them, you know, a lot of people have been injured by this vaccine. A lot of people have died from this vaccine. And a lot of the time I get the response, uh, well, I took my first shot and nothing happened to me. And I think, how selfish. How selfish is that, that there are people dying and you think of yourself. You refuse to look at the bigger picture. You know, uh, I put a post on uh, one of the social platforms, which I think might have been taken down. But I said, you know, human sacrifice for our future protection was something that I thought was in our very, very distant past, where we sacrificed people for our future protection, thinking that's what God wanted of us. And I thought civilization had moved on from such barbaric acts. But uh, today, I think it's taken on a new disguise. People are willing to sacrifice, turn a blind eye to the suffering that's being caused, all for a false individual protection. But they will soon realize that that is a false protection, and we'll have to uh, realize the harm that we've caused by taking those steps, uh, by, by sacrificing the people around us for our own selfish protection. When we realize that that protection is actually a lie, uh, we'll have to come to terms uh, with our guilt. We'll have to come to terms with what we have done. And I hope people have the strength to deal with that guilt and uh, redirect themselves to a better future. So, yeah, humanity is going to have a tough time ahead. But uh, I think the only thing will solve this is uh, love, faith, trust. And uh, we need to embrace each other irrespective of our choices. We, we did this with apartheid. We've called, uh, humanity has been called upon many a times to redirect, to understand, and we'll be called upon to do that again. But this is meant to open our eyes 
to show people what's in each other's hearts. So those that are busy uh, posting on Facebook, showing off with it, shows the kind of people they are. They are they are inconsiderate of those that have been harmed with this. Uh, there's a lot of motive out there, and each one, those doing it for money, those doing it for power, those doing it for fame, those doing it for protection, each one uh, has their own... Uh, we have, each one of us have our own little uh, insecurities, and we act it out in different ways. So those that look for, those that are insecure about their security will do it for protection, each one their own. So I think it tells us a lot about who we are when we do such things. And each, I hope each one has the foresight to see what they're doing. Mm, absolutely, Dr. Shankara Chetty. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Uh, you know, your discussion is uh, very stimulating indeed. Uh, Doc, you have a blessed evening ahead, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we will have another chapter with you uh, very soon. And uh, perhaps uh, uh, your parting words. I hope, I hope that uh, God grants everyone out there uh, the, the strength and the courage to make good choices and grants them the clarity to see what's going on around them and the, uh, and the bravery to stand up to the evil that might be surrounding them at this point. No one is right or wrong, but I hope God is with everyone and everyone uh, acknowledges him and puts their faith in him. Uh, he will direct us appropriately. So I hope everyone is blessed. Thank you, Doc. Uh, you stay blessed to uh, talk to you soon and uh, have a lovely evening ahead. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, you really stimulate us. Yes, our listeners, we'll be going for the Isha Zan, and inshallah, when we get back, uh, Pertinence of Punctuated will be uh, joining us. <laughs>